Welcome to the Drawn to Scale podcast. I'm Pablo Cortez. My guest today is Jeremiah Farmer, a CEO of the software company LandFX. LandFX is a software add-on for AutoCAD systems specifically tailored for landscape and irrigation projects. LandFX simplifies, expedites, and automates many tedious drafting tasks, leaving users with more time to focus on design. Jeremiah, good morning. Thanks again for joining me. How are you? Excellent. Good morning. I'd like to start off with maybe if you can walk us through the process of adding land effects to an existing AutoCAD system um, and to non-AutoCAD systems. Oh, it's, it's, it's really simple. You know, AutoCAD from a very early age, you know, um, they always uh, designed it to allow for these add-ons. And there was very much a, a healthy you know, little movement of, you know, these little auto lisp shareware scripts. A lot of people might remember a lot of those. Uh, even even the Express tools, you know, Express tools in AutoCAD is technically an add-on to AutoCAD. And, and we are kind of like an Express tools on steroids. <laughs> and so, you know, as far as AutoCAD is concerned, you know, you can type in the command menu load and there you'll see Express tools is loaded and there's land effects. And so all our installer just adds these additional uh, ribbons, toolbar buttons to CAD for landscape architecture and irrigation design. And so it's a really simple little installation and then just makes AutoCAD live and breathe like you would want to instead of, you know, going to the insert command and, you know, trying to find a block, you know, you go to a button called place a tree or place a sprinkler. So it's like, oh, wow, it's actually speaking my language. So it just makes it a lot more intuitive to what you're doing. Uh, for the people who don't have AutoCAD, we are licensed through Autodesk, uh, through their AutoCAD OEM division, uh, and it lets us take uh, what they call AutoCAD LT, and we're able to rebrand that, and we uh, rebrand that as FXCAD. So it's a, it's a genuine Autodesk, you know, AutoCAD engine uh, that's branded as FXCAD, and so that allows people to have their technical support for every CAD issue through us without even having to worry about trying to contact Autodesk and, and lets us be their kind of sole software provider for, for everything. Um, um, so that's um, very convenient for a lot of people. And, um, you know, certainly because we fell into it because people would often, you know, they'd be just calling us and they would ask about what printer should I buy or what computer should I buy? You know, they're asking us all these questions and, and we're like, gosh, I wonder, you know, we, we should, you know, because of course they're like, boy, AutoCAD is expensive, you know, and we go, I wonder if there's something we could do with that. You know, we're already offering all this. I mean, I mean I've even thought because they ask us about hardware questions too, maybe we should get into the, the market of selling full up CAD stations as well, you know, but for now, at least uh, staying on the software side. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned uh, that level of service as well, right? After the fact, you guys kind of, uh, your your subscription offers that um, people can uh, go to you for support on, on the land effects and issues that come up. Can you break down sort of the different products and services that you're offering? Um, well, we've got, yeah, basically the kind of three different levels of, of the add-on, um, and it's easiest to think of at, at the top, at the high end, uh, is called irrigation effects. And that has the irrigation capability, the planting, the site tools, and the detail library has everything. Um, and then you strip away that irrigation capability, and then that product is called planting effects. 
and so that has planting site tools and details. And now if you take away the planting, you're left with basically just the, the basic CAD tools and the detail library, and, and that's what we call design effects. And so there are these cumulative add-ons, and you can mix and match, and, and many offices do, like a standard uh, loadout might be, you know, they might only need one irrigation license to three to five planting licenses, and then maybe they throw in a couple design effects licenses uh, for just people who are working on details. And all of those come with um, support, like you mentioned, right? People can reach out and ask questions about any issues that come up. Absolutely. You know, um, it was very much influenced, you know, my dad, you know, it all kind of intersects with the the backstory of the company. But, um, you know, when my dad switched to AutoCAD in the early 90s, and it was extremely challenging for him. And he found this support of, funny enough, it was a 900 number. <laughs> and so, you know, there's the, there's the stigma that 900 number is for, you know, sex lines and all that. But back in the day, there was some of these 900 numbers for technical help. And it was like, like, you know, $3 a minute or something, and it was for AutoCAD help. And it was so helpful to him in learning AutoCAD that then, you know, 10 years later, as we're starting uh, Land Effects, uh, he goes, well, we have to offer telephone-based tech support because he just knew how imperative it was to be able to pick up the phone and call someone. And so we've maintained that to this day. You know, we offer unlimited telephone-based tech support, of course, email-based and forum-based as well, but you have to be able to pick up the phone and call us. And also, we will commonly say, can you send in your files? You know, we need to see the file to really troubleshoot a problem. And that also is a little different than what people are used to with other software companies. Uh, traditionally, software companies don't want your files at all. Please don't send them to us. There's not even some place to send them. Um, and so it's a very much a different support experience to what um, people are used to. But it's basically just the exact same support experience when it was just me and my dad. Um, obviously, if he had a problem, I'd be like, well, I'm going to fix the problem, right? Let me, once you send me the file, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to post an update and, and send him that update, you, you know, if it would need to be a bug fix or something like that. And, and the thing is, is we have exactly the same system in place now, you know, 15, 20 years later, um, where send us the file, you can call us on the phone, I might need to recompile uh, for a, a bug fix, and we'll post that bug fix the same day. And, and that's, I, I personally do not know of any software company um, that does that. Uh, you know, I'm sure at some point we'll probably grow a little too big and, and we'll <laughs> lose some elements of things. But, you know, I'm going to do my best to always keep that telephone-based support. And, and I really love that ability to just push out an update on a moment's notice. Um, it's, it's kind of thrilling and it's just neat getting that response from the user. We're like, I had no idea that you could even do that. And, and, and you do, you know, I mean, if we're certainly bigger, we're going to have more quality control in engineers and, and they're going to want a whole week to test out every update before we post it. So we can't do same day updates. You know, we'll probably get to that point someday. Um, but yeah, so it's it's definitely a, a unique experience while we're still able to be uh, comparatively a small company, but we are uh, right at 25 people now and still hiring. Does the software itself have some sort of minimum requirements that you think would be best to get this uh, software installed and, and, and properly um, used? Um, you know, since we're really just an add-on to AutoCAD, um, 
uh, that it's we just kind of piggyback off of that. So if your machine can run AutoCAD and, and they have robust system requirements, what we tend to recommend is a gaming system. Um, because if you go to a company like Dell and, and you look for a CAD workstation, you know, you're going to end up with some $4,500 way overpowered machine. And if instead, if you say, oh, I want a gaming machine, you get basically the same thing. You get the same uh, video card and, and the important guts of the machine, but uh, much cheaper because the market for gaming machines is more cost uh prohibitive i guess and so uh, we will commonly recommend a gaming machine and even like a gaming laptop is a really good cat workstation maybe we can back up a little bit and kind of uh, piggyback off your um sort of you mentioned your father and yourself were started the company or had been working uh, um, uh, initially in the company um what was that determining factor in the creation of land effects and how has the software the company and um, well, the company itself changed since its creation. Oh yeah, well that's a great question, and that's boy. See, I'll try to not ramble for an hour because I definitely could on that. Um, you know, I, I was uh, just always into computers as a kid, uh, self-taught programming as a very young child, and. Um, also, my, you know, my dad being an architect and then a landscape architect, uh, I kind of grew up in his office. Uh, one of the drafting tables I would draw spaceships on and stuff. And But then as we got computers, I was always programming little things to help him. One of the very first things I programmed to help him was just simply to help zip up a file. And if you remember way back in the day, but, but uh, you know, we're talking before Windows, you know, using a zip to, to zip up a file was just a command line thing it was it was very difficult to do uh and so um i was like oh i can make a little quick little utility for this to make this simpler and so i was always programming little things so by the time we got to uh 1992 uh and you know so i'm uh, i guess i was 18 then and um he at that point, he decides he really needs to get CAD, you know, so we, we had already, he had been trying to do his plant schedules on, you know, first a Commodore 128, <laughs> I programmed a system for that, and then he switched to a to a, a PC, and I, I, there was another thing I programmed there to help with plant schedules, but then finally moving to CAD in 1992, so of course I helped him put together that CAD machine, but then he takes that manual and goes about to learn how the heck do I use AutoCAD. I took the customization and programming manual, and I go, well, how can I customize and tweak it? And it was just a, this assumed team effort you know it's how we've been doing all all these sorts of things for years you know and i just started making these little auto lisp scripts these little macros to do different things and the first thing was just simply to place points um he wanted to kind of give a little stipple pattern to his concrete so i did that um, but then we that went into hatching and hatching as anyone knows uh in in vanilla autocad is extremely difficult and so we were used to using zipatone where you just apply the zipatone pattern 
to the paper, right? There's no, there's no, what scale factor do you want this hatch? Um, I don't know. I want the scale factor of the hatch. You know, I, why would I have a separate scale factor for every hatch pattern? It's mind boggling. And so, I mean, the little hatch interface I made in the summer of 1992 is actually very similar looking to the way it looks in Land Effects today. Um, it's kept that very much that same look and the same simplicity of just simply nice big preview rectangles of all the hatch patterns and their their preferred scale factor is saved in data and so you just don't have to worry about it you click on it and you place it um and so you know that was 92 you know then you know i i rush off to college but while i'm in college i was still uh doing this for him it was actually very much how he kind of sneakily paid to help me go to college is <laughs> paying him to build this awesome software system for him <laughs> but um coming back from college i decided i wanted to start uh, you know i liked programming i wanted to do computer programming and software repair and service as a, as a you know career and so he was just kind of one of my clients and you know, I continue to support it and build it. And so it's continuing to build and grow and grow. And basically you kind of get to about 1999 and both he and I, and I think it was, it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas. I know it was one of the holidays. We're sitting there talking and, and I go, you know, this, this land effects is some of the best code I've ever written, if not the best code. And uh, you know, here I am huffing, trying to get other clients, doing other things. We should just make this a company and, and sell this. And, and he's like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of huffing for clients and doing jobs myself, you know? And so we're like, let's let's do this, sure. So, you know, we get the website name and, and you know, we have this. And it's, it's really just still a pipe dream. I mean, it's this crazy idea that we're going to start a software company. And, um, you know, it goes a year, then another year and another year. We thought we were going to launch at the ASLA Expo in 2003 in New Orleans, but we just didn't feel it was ready. So we go, nope, we're going to wait yet another year. And I just really poured myself into it. There was a massive, massive amount of development that happened between 03 and 04. Um, and we did launch 04 Salt Lake City. And it was just came very well received and just literally took off from there. You mentioned you have 25 employees now at the, as a company. It's right, right about, you know, it could be 26. I'd have to count them up. Yeah. yeah. How does that broken up? Do you have people programming? Is it sales staff? Is it more on the um, support side? How does that, how does that work out? Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. You know, I mean, we've got, a, you know, office manager, HR manager, you've got, you know, client success. Um, we've reached this point now where, you know, you can kind of throw a dart at a map, you know, okay, just pick a city, you know, Atlanta and, uh, you know, Google landscape architects in Atlanta. Um, and, and uh, it's almost all of them um, have our software, you know, so certain regions like that, we're really well covered, uh, you know, Boston, I think we might be more like about maybe 30% of the landscape architects in Boston. Northeast is is just always been a little different story. Um, but, you know, nationwide, it 
feels like it's a, I mean, it's a sizable percentage. It's hard to get real accurate metrics. So I, I always hesitate to say we've got 65% of the market, but, um, you know, we've got a really good hold of it. It's been a wild ride. Um, and so because of that, on the sales side, it's mostly client success. You know, we got three people who are just reaching out to existing clients, making sure they have the licenses they need, making sure they're happy um, because the new sales are not so much coming in domestically, uh, a lot internationally in Canada even. And so more one person for outside sales. Uh, we, we've got a couple of landscape architects on staff for tech support and usage questions and shooting videos, uh, a handful of technicians for install issues, a dedicated documentation person, a dedicated horticulturist, uh, an irrigation data person. Um, yeah, a couple programmers. Uh, a web developer. I mean, the, the list goes on. <laughs> Somewhere there, that tallies up to twenty-five. <laughs> so it's a it's a solid company. You got a good sort of team going, right? It's been it's it's been wild. Yeah, I mean, I remember way back in the day, I just was thinking, you know, I think we could do this with like seven people. I was envisioning a seven-person company, and then we hit that, and I go, okay, maybe twelve. And now it's just, I guess we're just going to keep growing. I don't know, but I mean, I, it, I keep thinking in my head, you know, you, you want it to kind of level off, but I guess from a business sense, you're never supposed to do that and always just continue to keep growing and growing. When did you realize that the uh, software was something you were going to be focusing on? Um, when, when did it hit you that you had a successful product? that people are super interested in. You know, and, and that's a tricky one. I mean, because, you know, like I said, we launched in 2004. And so, you know, it was, it, it had a great reception, but, you know, we didn't have an, we literally didn't have an office. <laughs> you know, my, my, my dad had the converted garage where, where he was working out of, you know, and, and at that point um, I, I was up in Santa Cruz working out of my house and you know we're like okay it's so we don't even have an office we don't really have any employees and so we, we you know we hire one person and, and then in 2006 he finally does get a dedicated office space you know i mean that that's two years in and we only have one other person you know the 2007 i'm so busy traveling. I, I was doing a travel event at least once a month. Um, I've ended up visiting something like 150 landscape architecture offices across the country. And that was a huge part of that growth of that time period is I would literally fly out to a city, go to the office, show them the software. And out of like visiting nine offices over you know, three or four days, you know, half of them would, would buy the software. And that would pay for the trip. And so I, I go, well, I just got to keep doing that. That's the most efficient way to, to grow this because people keep saying they need to see the software and we can't wait a whole year for whoever shows up at the next ASLA Expo to see it in person, you know. Um, so that's like just moving. Like we're, we're going, you know, we're up to about, I think, six or seven employees in 2008. And we all know what happened then. You know, in 2009, one out of three landscape architects in America lost their jobs. And it was 
crippling to the industry is of course crippling to us um we we uh as i called it we went into turtle mode <laughs> um we laid off three or four people went down to a real core staff and just we're, we're gonna we're gonna crawl our way out of this and so you know right when i kind of was thinking wow we have something then that happens and so you know then you get to 2010 um we start to kind of try to staff back up again slowly and things start ramping up and honestly it wasn't until about 2012 2013 where i'm like this oh yeah this is this is the thing um and uh and then 2014 was a really red letter date uh, um a lot of just things clicked together and it, the the sales just blew the doors off in 2014 and from there it has been um a, a real crazy roller coaster ride because um j just the the amount of uh you know i mean just dollar figure amounts that like to me boggle my mind you know because i mean you know you're looking on these on these uh you know monthly um sales targets and things and it was like we had a monthly sales target of like forty thousand dollars for for years frankly that was kind of this notional sales target and it's like now it's just like i mean you know looking at these at these you know numbers in the millions of things i'm like a million dollars just still to this day sounds like so much money to me <laughs> and it's just so wild that like somehow we pulled this off and we're a quote-unquote real software company and and i just it, it, i am if you were to go back in time and say hey you're gonna have this software company and you're gonna be in like 35 different countries and have thousands of people using it i never would have believed that i, I mean it really wasn't until they like said 2014 2016 that that kind of started to go i i guess that is the case <laughs> you know i still have a hard time believing it yeah, it just goes to show the effectiveness of, of the of your your product. Um, we use it uh, uh, here in the office, and um, it just again it it saves so much time and takes away a lot of that tedious uh, uh, work that needs to be be done. Right. Um, I recently started messing around and and using an artificial intelligence uh, protocol to develop quickly develop these vignettes of um, design development um, sort of. Um, mood boards for clients to kind of give them an idea of what to expect out of a design. Do you think, is there any, have you done any research? Is there any role for artificial intelligence in the land effects uh, software? Um, I'm thinking this is my dream, Jeremiah, to hit a button and the irrigation uh, gets done in, in a couple of seconds. Everyone, yeah, everyone wants that, of course. Um, um, I, you know, it wouldn't be quite um that and of course but i mean i don't know if you do want something because then of course you know you'd lose your job <laughs> you know um but you know, there, there absolutely is and it's really exciting to watch um i i think it's going to be more um basically like we're not going to engineer it you know we're um when you think about it the you know the amount of code the literal millions of lines of code that would have to be written for an ai routine to do irrigation design on its own um it'd be this massive massive amount of code as opposed to well how can i make the the designer faster and more efficient and help them and it's almost artificial intelligence you know if the system is highlighting you know which valves you forgot to label well that was that's kind of like artificial intelligence um it's it's helping you enough and it's getting there i i think though it's going to be more 
if AutoCAD uh, brings in more of these AI things and they've been playing with it and like um, just to be like, what's the most logical arrangement for, um, I, I saw this one presentation they did, the most logical arrangement of tables in a room. You know, of course, everything they do is architectural. So then we have to go, hmm, how can we translate this to the landscape? But that's very similar what we need to do. What's the most logical arrangement of sprinklers in a given area or, if, you know, shrubs in a bed? And so if there's this AutoCAD AI routine that I could call, um, then absolutely um, it would use it. Um, the one that I that I really want to do that we, we've been uh, <laughs> talking about for years now is once you have your palette of plants um, set up, we call it the plant sprayer. Well, what if it could spray the, the combined plant palette with the desired mix and percentages and you just kind of spray and it's spraying, you know, seven or 20 different species of plants and it looks like you laid it out meticulously, but yet it, you just have this big, you know, basic basically paintbrush um, it, you know that's that's where we love to play with that and again not to replace a designer the idea is for faster like you even you hit it faster conceptual uh, imaginations I, I think the actual design work you know there's always got to be a human in the loop we're not gonna be able to take the human out of the loop so if the humans in the loop it's well can we do things to make them more efficient, to help them see things that are difficult for them to see, um, you know, bring errors to their attention, things like that. And uh, whether you call that AI or engineered intelligence or, or whatever, but that's, you know, it's definitely what we do. Uh, do you have a, a particular favorite uh, feature of, of land effects that you, uh, that you like seeing being used? Yeah, you know, well, without fail, I mean, it's it's the one that I, I guess I've come to um, appreciate it as it's it's kind of the crowd favorite, and, and that's the verify button, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, you click a button and it just verifies a lot of different things. And, and we keep building off of that, you know, so having this one button and, and the way it's kind of been described by one user is he goes, oh, it's like spell check, but for a plan. And, and that really resonated. I'm like, oh, we got to make this do more, you know, because it was only highlighting certain things. You know, on the irrigation level, there's all sorts of things it can highlight. You know, on the planting level, we're basically just highlighting, well, which plants were not labeled or which ones were labeled more than once and otherwise correcting your, your label issues. Um, you know, on, on the irrigation side, it's, yeah, valves that are not labeled, valves that don't have their pipe sized. Um, did you place a controller yet? You know, helping you through the, the basic steps of an irrigation plan. Um, and so because it's also very unique, we, we've actually, to this day, <laughs> every time we try to look like is there some other sort of cad add-on that you know highlights um issues um, in the plan and, and it's hard to find i'm like there's got to be something like that and, and we just had really difficulty and so we kind of have this little unique thing so that's definitely become kind of my favorite because um it is that although like one that i liked was uh this one irrigation designer, I asked him, you know, what's your favorite tool? And he goes, oh, I like the one where you can rearrange the pipe labels and, and then the little arc uh, leader just moves with the label all really fluidly. He goes, I love that. And I go, that? 
not not the thing that sizes all the pipes and does all those hydraulic calculations and he goes oh no that scared me i thought when i saw that i thought they were going to fire me but with that pipe cleanup tool i can look busy <laughs> <laughs> look like he's uh, he's accomplishing something right <laughs> exactly. that's funny cool um how can people uh check out the software and get more info on on um on land effects Oh, of course. Well, certainly, you know, pop on over to landeffects.com. You can uh, grab a free trial. Uh, and you're, uh, of course, you're welcome to call us and ask us questions uh, even during that trial period. And, and you'll also notice we create a lot of videos. Um, it's something that we've really stepped up. So we create a little two-minute bite-sized power tip video every single week. And our hope is if you watch just give me two minutes a week, <laughs> watch that power tip video every week. You're going to be totally up to date with new features, with cool techniques, with using the software. You know, fast forward a year, there's not going to be anything in the software that you're going to say, oh, I wasn't, I didn't know you rolled out that feature. It will be in a power tip. That's all we ask. Watch that two minute power tip video every week. Uh, we then also do these hour long webinars on Fridays. And so all of those videos combined, they're all up on the website. Go ahead and just start per perusing the videos and see if this is the, the software that you want, but also the software company that you want. Um, it is extremely difficult to put out so many videos, you know, every single week. It is, it is a giant load on the staff, but we know that you, you, just, you have to do that, particularly when we have this phone-based tech support that we can really get hammered by people just calling in and asking us questions. So we have to just say, oh, here, boom, here's a video that'll, that'll answer your question. And so we really do try to make a video for every possible scenario or situation. Jeremiah, thanks again for joining me for this episode. Um, looking forward to see what the future uh, features and land effects. Sounds great. And, uh, um, always a shout out that the uh, at the ASLA conference coming up in San Francisco, we are going to have our big party like we have been. And it's been getting bigger every year, but uh, this is our first one post-COVID. So it'll be nice to see everyone again. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Jeremiah. Cheers. Cheers.